This is Deserter. Oh, you all right, mate? You sound a bit down. I'm suffering from that thing they call Blue Monday. What's that then? It's that January day when statistically you're most likely to feel depressed. Oh, sorry to hear that, mate. I know. You know it's Tuesday. Brilliant! I feel great now. Pint? I don't mind if I do. Thank you very much. So, welcome to the Deserter Pubcast, Life in the Bus Lane. The podcast that's asleep in the labs. A podcast that demands a five-day weekend. In this episode, why Portugal is leading the world in drug reform, the finale of our World Cup of pubs, and a pink and blue away day in Magic Margate. And then our main topic, investing. Is it just for cunts, or could it be a way to stick it to the man? Plus, pubs and beer, uh-huh. the post-work world, and could these two items possibly be linked? I hope so. Uh, we should perhaps mention we uh, we have somebody else on the controls today. Oh, yes. Well, we've said cheerio to Matt Hall, haven't we? Our producer of um, One sadly, and a Half Series. Sadly, yes. He's He's been poached by an international news conglomerate. Yes, he's got a proper job, hasn't he? Yeah, which is a bit odd. It's like he hasn't been listening to our podcast. Uh, well, you, you do hear him snoring. From yes. <laughs> yes, he perfected that thing of like... Resting his eyes, as he called it. Yes. Snoring. Dribbling. Head lolling. Uh-huh. And yet, he was still alert, wasn't he? Yeah, on the wall, yeah. yeah. Splitter! <laughs> That's it. Oh, well, there we have our new uh, guest producer for today's session, Deadly Headley. Yeah. Uh, he's sitting in on the knob twiddling. Um, he comes very highly qualified. Absolutely, yes. He's unemployed. Unemployable, some would say. <laughs> <laughs> Abstruse diffident, Hmm. and, and I quote, glories in the macabre. Yeah, quite the best CV we've seen this year, isn't it? Uh, Uh Uh-huh. Couldn't understand a word of it. Couldn't understand a word of it. I mean, he he claims to be, is this right, Deadly, a semi-retired international surveillance officer? Quite right. I'm sitting on the knob, twiddling. (laughs) Well... Good luck for you to you, and um, let's hope we don't hear too much of you during the podcast. <laughs> right. Likewise. <laughs> so, Mr. Raider, what have you been up to? I well, I had a trip to Portugal. Nice. I went to Faro on the Algarve uh-huh. um, for a conference on the progressive decriminalisation of drugs. As you know, I'm on the circuit. Right, excellent. And um, as you may also know, Portugal took the radical step of decriminalising drugs in 2001. That is very progressive. Yeah, it's quite remarkable. And as a result, um, HIV and hepatitis infection rates have plummeted, Uh along with overdose deaths, drug-related crime and incarceration. And I was there to report on it for Deserter. And uh, how was the conference, Professor? Well, sadly, I didn't make it to the conference um, due to the decriminalisation of drugs. <laughs> yes. Yes. On the first night, I found a beer festival near my hotel. I met, uh-huh. I met a guy called João, the ex-mayor of a little town in Alentejo. Went back to his place um, up in the old town where we smoked some Lebanese pollen. He was given it by a sailor earlier that day. Oh, yeah. Listened to some porcupine tree really too loudly. Ate four kilograms of tromosos, turned out a threesome with his boyfriend. And then we went to an all-night <laughs> rave on a deserted island. <laughs> uh, and for me, in all seriousness, that's what conferences are all about. <laughs> it's a wonderful uh, winter destination, actually, Farrah. I recommend it for all uh, winter deserters. 17 degrees, 30 quid flight. And very wow. cheap accommodation. That's fantastic. Yeah. And if you want Joao's number, just drop us an email. Yeah. Tempting. <laughs> uh, what about you? You also had a trip, didn't you? I did. I went to Hamburg. Uh, I went to see some uh, second division German football mm. um, at uh, FC St. Pauli, who are the kind oh, of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of rebel football club. Oh, yeah. With a kind of uh, punk rock ethos, very anti-fascist, anti-sexist, anti 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 football, anti arsehole mostly. Mm. If you if if you need an umbrella, not up my arsehole, but uh, yeah, certainly don't open it. <laughs> um, yes, Hamburg was. Uh, 
I really liked Hamburg, uh, as predicted by uh, Pompey Dunk. He said, you know, once you, you can't go once. You know, right. You know, you, uh, it's too good. It's too good, yeah. People were very warm to us. Um, you can smoke in the bars, and uh, you know, myself and uh, my travelling companion uh, ha- hadn't smoked for some time, uh, but mm. we took it up. You know, we oh, bought, yeah. We bought, bought a packet of fags and joined in. It was fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, we, we were adopted by some ultras. Uh, oh, yeah, because uh, my uh, my mate had uh, he was he's a Celtic fan and uh, uh, he had a Celtic scarf and he, uh, that was noticed by uh-huh. one of the ultras who then took us to their bar, a Shabin, and bought us loads of beer and uh, shorts. They, uh, not shorts, 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 shorts. <laughs> you were in shorts. I was in shorts. I was in um, Leberhosen. <laughs> <laughs> And, Sounding uh, dangerously similar to my experience with Joao and Faru. <laughs> There's a theme coming together here <laughs> yes. somewhere. Um, and we also we also got tickets there to the um, Sud Cuerva, uh, which is the the uh, terrace behind the goal where you can stand and drink beer and smoke. Oh, meat. is that where the, it's the where main? The go yeah, yeah. And, um, it's very hard to get tickets there because they're like a tenner. Oh, I see. So they go immediately. Um, and uh, yeah, boy, do they drink some beer mm. during the game and smoke weed. It was incredible. Oh. It was like Bob Marley's wake. It was <laughs> well, very I think drugs are decriminalised uh, there as well, aren't they? Are yeah. they? Well, yeah. Yeah, that, I, I certainly didn't see any uh, problem with smoking. It, yeah. it, was, it another, was everywhere. It was another, another theme to our um, yeah. winter holidays. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we've planned it all in a way, yeah. But yeah, ninety minutes of drinking and singing, and it was a, it was a lot of fun. And uh, as as Dunk said, you know, you're going to go go back. And in mm. the meantime, I, I can't go back that often, obviously. Mm. But um, I, you can catch St. Pauli's games at Zeitgeist, the um, German bar in Vauxhall, oh, Clinton, yeah. uh, where they do the German. Jolly Gardener at the Jolly Gardener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeitgeist at the Jolly Gardeners. Yeah. Because Zeitgeist is a German word, isn't it? I think it means sexy ghost. (laughs) (laughs) I think so, yes. Uh, The radio uh, linguist also, Mm. amongst his many other talents. Um, But yeah, you can uh, get German food and German uh, beer there, watch any St. Pauli game live, and get a St. Pauli discount for you Mm. to get your uh, anti-fascist kicks. Cracking. And that brings it back to South London, because other than that, we haven't been out in South London by the look of things, have we? Sounds like it, yeah. (laughs) Um, well, to continue the non-South London theme, and indeed the football theme, I went down with Dulwich Hamlet uh, to Margate uh, in the, what's possibly the finest Dulwich Hamlet FC away day. The finest, without doubt. Um, we haven't, haven't had it for a couple of seasons because Margate got promoted, but it's back in the calendar. And yeah, I was, they spent all their money, didn't they? Yes, I think uh, he, the chairman left. He's gone somewhere else, went to Dover, oh. took his bank account with him um so i would say around 300 plus south londoners descended on margate for the day it was quite That's amazing very good yeah. for seventh tier football if i um, may call it all that. the pubs of course you may all, all the pubs were full of pink and blue and cool. uh, boy has it got some good micro pubs down there it does yes. the two new ones i didn't even make actually the bottle shop and the two halves uh-huh. but the the harbour arms um the uk's yeah. only offshore mi- micro pub <laughs> um was as splendid as ever, and yeah. the Fez was an absolute micropub masterpiece. Absolutely, yes, I've been there. Very oh, nice. you, oh, right, I didn't know you'd been there. Yeah, yeah. it's cracking, isn't it? Um, I met an old guy in there, actually, we got chatting, and it turned out he lived most of his life um, on the Denmark Hill Estate oh. near Camberwell. Right. He was asking me about Camberwell, and um, he was asking me about the Silver Buckle. Do you remember the Silver Buckle? I do. I was like, oh, yes, I remember that. That was a right rough house, wasn't it? He said, yes. Well, that was my regular local. I see. And, okay. <laughs> and I told him it's now been taken over by Antic and is called the Tiger. And he told me that that's what it was called before. It was the Silver Buckle. Oh, good knowledge. Good knowledge, yeah. And in fact, Campbell was famous for having a lion and a tiger. Oh. The lion was north of Campbell Church Street, the other side from the tiger. It was like a jungle. Like out there. Well, yes. <laughs> um, so uh, the line was knocked down, uh, I think, in the 60s. It's where the housing estate now stands, north of Church Street, as I say, uh, just behind the Stormbird, what is mm. now the Stormbird, 
which he knew as the artichoke. And indeed, I remember the artichoke from when I moved into Camberwell. Like right. The first week I lived there, I heard someone shot dead in there from my bedroom window. Oh, my God. And um, he said, uh, oh, yeah, I, know, I knew who did that. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> pardon? pardon? <laughs> he said, yeah, I know who did it. Um, he deserved it, though. He was a grass. Oh. Yeah. And then a ball around. <laughs> yeah. I remember it was the Funky Monkey. Yeah, it was a Funky. It was, it was the Funky it, Monkey. Yeah, it's the same yeah. same place. Yeah, uh, that was later. Mm. Um, so yeah, when you when you're drinking your uh, new ales in the Stormbird, yeah. spare a thought for the dead grass. <laughs> Carry on the football theme. I went to another foreign land um, oh, yeah. to watch a game. Yes, Fulham. In oh, where's SW, that? SW6, something like that. <laughs> it's definitely north of the river. Yeah, although it says SW, doesn't it? It says SW, yeah. They're messing with our minds. Yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, a very different experience from watching football in uh, south east London. Uh, mm. For a start, they've got a tube station. Yes. Can't remember what it's called. Putney? Might be Putney, yeah. Did you cross yeah. the river? No, no, it was on the north of the river. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Maybe the Broadway. Yeah, it might have been full of Broadway, perhaps. I can't remember, actually. Um, You're not paid to remember. I'm not. No, it's not important, really. I'm not going again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, just the walk from the tube to the ground was very different. Because mm, you have the, charming, well, the river's it? on your left, for a start. That's that's novel. Uh, yeah. Um, what if you were oh, on the South Bank walking... Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not. A, I'm not a scientist or no. a geographer. No, that much <laughs> is obvious. <laughs> I was definitely on the north, anyway, and uh, so that was odd. Uh, but also, yeah. So you got a lovely walk by the river, by a palace, by a church, mm. and um, what else? Uh, graveyard. Mm. Even that was nice. Um, <laughs> and the pubs were all quite sort of lovely and mm. advertising their champagne offerings and this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you get to the ground. Uh, it was 30 quid in. I, I thought that was a lot of money for championship football. Um, you thought that was a lot? I did think that yeah. was a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's 11 quid in at Dulwich Hamlet, so I suppose yeah. that's comparable. Um, having think, Thinking about it, it really is only just north of the river, isn't it, Fulham? I mean, mm. um, if you, I bet if you looked at your um, phone, as I did last time I was there, it would show my position as in the middle of the Thames. <laughs> But, yeah, it's a stone's throw, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I had a very r- rigorous search on going into the ground. Uh, they wanted to know what was in each of my pockets. They felt all my pockets and then asked what was in it. It was wow. like a test. It was a real test. Oh. Um, and that was fine at first. You know, I was like, yeah, there's a phone, there's a, a wallet, there's stuff like that. And then they mm. got to the pocket I had my gear in. Ooh. And I was like, oh, nothing. Is that, um, I, I can't, Butter? I can't remember. Butter. <laughs> <laughs> in the end, he's feeling like this little box, and uh, I say, um, I think it's change. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep change in a little box. Don't I will <laughs> always keep my loose change in a little tin box. Yes, it's very important, I think. Yeah, then I had to get past the sniffer dogs. They obviously weren't oh looking for God. gear, so, so um, it was all right. No wonder you're not going again. No, but on the way out, the, the policeman waved and said, safe journey home. Oh. I was, it's very different. Different world, I mean, isn't it? Yeah. Did you visit the uh, fabled gin bar that was installed last season? I would love to have done, but uh, yeah, I think that's a sort of special membership bar in in the kind of home area. Right. I was in the away area. I was going to see Fulham Ipswich with my uh, brother-in-law, who's an Ipswich fan, um, and yeah, so it cost quite a lot of quite a lot of money to get into the gin bar unfortunately right. I, oh. did, I did have a look cause to I, get into the gin bar well I th- you've got to pay a certain level of ticket in order oh. to get in there yeah oh forget the gin bar yeah fuck it yeah, let's have a pint I thought maybe I'd just wrap up with another health update because oh, great. we get yeah. a lot of mail about that don't we, we I mean there's almost do. two here mostly from your mum but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in case you've missed earlier instalments my, uh, I had very high PSIs and PSAs in a recent test. That's prostate-specific antigens, and uh-huh. just make sure you finish eating what you're eating because after a urine test, I had a digital examination oh. by a fat-fingered doctor, um, which showed no infection. Butcher. Unfortunately, I was sent for uh, an MRI, which uh, it, it was booked in just before Christmas. Yeah, Christmas right. Eve. It's nice, oh. nice present. Yeah. Have you had a 
MRI? No, but I'm familiar with them. My yeah, son like, has. oh yeah, like one of those massive circular machines Noisy that you're, circuits, yeah, yeah, you're sort of inserted into mm. on a, on a on a movable bed. I love yeah. the movable bed yeah, bit. Yeah, well, that sounds nice. So they said um, we're going to like you'll be drawn into the machine. Here's your panic button. You'll be moved automatically, and then there's some the, the, the noise will start. Uh-huh. Keep still. They said that was my favourite um, instruction because, as you know. I'm very good at keeping still. It's a superpower. Yeah. So uh, off I went into the machine. And there was a moment's pause, and then some Leonard Skinner came on the headphones. Oh no! Did you start dancing? <laughs> I pressed the panic button, and I, <laughs> and I was slowly withdrawn from the machine. And uh, the nurses ran in. What's wrong? What's wrong? I said, I'm not having that. <laughs> what? I'm not having Leonard Skinner for twenty minutes. I'm sorry. I'd rather have the finger up my arse again, to be frank with you. <laughs> I'm afraid that's not on offer today, sir. <laughs> uh, she said, well, what would you like then? Would you like something from the Christmas album? No, I bloody wouldn't want, don't want something from the Christmas album. We've Jesus, got a right one here. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want then? I said, well, I have anything apart from Southern Boogie or something from the Christmas album. <laughs> She's like, all right, sir, no problem. We'll sort that out for you. And then on the way out, I heard one of them say to the other, Scrooge. <laughs> So, um, yes, I was put back in a um, little bit of George Michael. That was nice. But in the end, I didn't really need it because, uh, you know, the machine makes such a freaking racket. Yeah, you start you doing it. your own techno tunes to it, or I did. Right, anyway, yeah. It seemed to go very quickly, but I do think I fell asleep. Anyway, so that was my little Christmas present to me, mm-hmm. or from the NHS. And uh, I wait the results with breath. <laughs> no, just just breath. Okay, you may have noticed uh, by the lack of hubbub, we're not in a pub today, unfortunately, which is sadder for us than uh, anybody. Uh, consequently, we've um, we, we bought some beers to have here. Uh, popped into Park Fever in uh, Hither Green, the bottle shop there, and asked for four beers I've never had before. And uh, Aid gave me. We started off with a, a beer bibliotech, uh, American pale, um, from uh, Gothenburg in Sweden, which was uh, very nice. Very nice indeed. And we've moved on to uh, South London beer, <coughs> the um, from the Colonel Brewery in Bermondsey, a raspberry export stout. <laughs> <laughs> Deadly loves it. Awesome. Yeah. So says the. The semi-resized international surveillance ossifer. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm getting raspberries. Yes, they linger, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, there is apparently 100 grams of raspberries in a litre. Oh, really? That's quite, yeah. quite, it's quite sufficient. It's quite, um, yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting combination. Isn't so it? you've been investing a lot of your money in beers? In a way, I mean, you could call it investments. I mean, the returns are... But they're, they're personal returns. They warm me, anyway. Yes. Well, talking of investing, should we move on to our main topic, investing for deserters? We should. Go on. Um, uh, I don't know much about it, um, so it's, it, this is going to be a lot down to you. And I'm oh. To, I'll just ask. I had this down as your bit. Well, that's unfortunate, <laughs> because my experience is not a, uh, a happy one. But it says, it says <laughs> oh. here, look, Vin, uh, Vince Dirty South bit. Um yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit about investing in stocks and shares, which may sound um, counterintuitive for the lazy man, but there's a lot to commend it. Uh, first of all, it's quite easy. Second of all, it can supplement your income so that it feels a little bit like money for nothing. I like that. And um, finally, it can be fun. Right. Um, this I've got to hear. <laughs> uh I think one of the main things for me is that you can invest in what you believe in, for example. So you could, um, if you're committed to renewable energy, then you can invest in a fund like Global Clean Energy or uh-huh. some other ethical funds. Yeah. Uh, this particular one's got a portfolio of wind farms, solar panels and never-ending light bulbs. Right. On the other hand, machine yeah. guns. Yeah, landmines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to make some money, oil has just broken north of its mid-term sideways trend. Mm-hmm. get in on the black gold rush. Right, okay. Good to know. Um, the other key thing, I think, why deserters should not ignore investing is that it makes great use of computer time. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if you're stuck at 
work all day staring at your screen. There's only so much Twitter you can read. Yeah, exactly. You can actually put that to good use, researching and investing. I remember once when I was um, working at Flextech and I walked through the open plan IT department, about 30 screens in there, and curiously, they all the screens refreshed at the same time. This is like in 1999, just wow. before the dot-com bubble. <laughs> um, I thought, that's very odd. So I had inspect, inspected one of the unattended screens, and they all had the Financial Times portfolio watch up, and uh, right. they were all basically looking at their portfolios. I definitely that, wasn't working there at that point then, because <laughs> <no. laughs> that was definitely not on my radar. You, you've never been into IT, though, have you? Uh, or FT, really. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're all making a mint just by the virtue of being at their computers all day, investing in tech stocks. Right, of course. Very possibly it had a sad ending, I don't know, but the rumours at the time went around that they're all essentially doubling their income. Right. Is, is it is it essentially just gambling? Yes. Uh, I mean, no. It is, is it? Um, <laughs> if you do your research and... Uh, you know, follow your principles. Um, I think it can. You can uh, put the risk in your favour if that does, if that makes sense. I Still do, sounds like gambling. Well, I do think it's it's worth saying you shouldn't invest more than you can afford to lose, or at least tie up for a great length of time. Yeah. And one rule of thumb is not to invest more than five percent of your available cash. But uh, on the other side of the coin, if you look at the FTSE All Share Index, and uh, which I Asked you to do for homework. Oh, I didn't. Uh, dog ate it. Dog ate. Yeah, yeah. Um, over the over one hundred years since nineteen seventeen, the average annual return of the all share index has been seven percent. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's a little bit of a dull investment, you might say, but that beats zero point zero five percent in someone's current account. Yeah. Uh, you'd be a fool not to, really, wouldn't you? So, yeah, because if you if you do have some money and it's just sitting in your account, it's it's uh, depreciating, isn't it? Every, yeah. You know, You're you know, spending it down part favour. Well, I, I am. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't do anything, if you, even if you don't spend it on beer. You're losing some of it just mm. through inflation. Oh, absolutely right. You see, he has been reading up on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean liquid assets? <laughs> so. Um, in the interests of uh, this podcast, we decided to do some investing, didn't we, at the back end of uh, last year? Yes. Um, we've had a, we went into a number of areas. One that I picked was cyber security. Yeah. If you can't beat the hackers, join the hackers, I thought to myself, didn't I? Well, maybe not the hackers, but the people that are fighting the hackers, who are basically the hackers. You say, it's all jobs for the boys, isn't it? Either way, uh, cyber security stocks are going to benefit. Yes, exactly. I mean, every time there's a WannaCry uh, or a meltdown or another global computer virus scare, cybersecurity jo- stocks seem to jump 5 6 7%. Um, so you could search cybersecurity funds and see which ones take, take your fancy. Um, it might be worth um, pointing out our rather unusual commission system here. Yes. Um, whereby if you lose money based on our advice, mm-hmm. we take no responsibility. Absolutely, yeah. But if you make a profit, mm-hmm. we get 50% of it. Or a pint. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Either works very well. That works very well for us. Um, so, uh, yeah, I recommend cybersecurity. Um, you went in, you had a look at the cryptos, didn't you? I had a look at the cryptos, yeah. I'm, uh, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm actually an expert on cryptocurrencies. Uh, um, <laughs> He's even making and, himself look. You're going to keep a straight face, <laughs> aren't you? And have been for the last 21 days. <laughs> Uh, during which I've seen my £150 investment uh, become, let me look this up, live La- on This is the live radio. crypto, live crypto. Yeah. My £150 is now £103. Oh, it's gone up a pound since the run-through. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, they have tanked ever since uh, I've... Um, I've got involved with them. Uh, I, uh, admittedly, my financial advisor is also known as a bloke down the pub. Ah. Um, he was telling me how his, uh, his some of the people that he's advised uh, have really put their house on it, you know, on oh. Bitcoin in particular. Um, and he was advising me to, you know, get some Bitcoin, but get some Ethereum just to sort of um, balance it out. And, okay. Uh, 
That's an alternative so, cryptocurrency. It's an it's another one. Yeah, there's a few of them. Isn't there? Yeah. Litecoin and Ripple and all that kind mm. of thing. Um, so my uh, my Bitcoin has gone from seventy five pounds down to now forty nine pounds, mm. and uh, the Ethereum is now fifty three pounds from seventy seventy five. So yeah, it's all looking shit. <laughs> <laughs> just another I should uh, probably just at this point repeat our slightly unusual commission framework. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Stocks can go up as well as down. Yeah. But um, with cryptos, it's, there's been mentioned that it's a possible bubble, hasn't, hasn't there? Um, yes. I think one example, of, one example of that that happened last week was Kodak, the uh, struggling camera manufacturer for our younger readers listeners whatever the fuck they are um mm. announced that they are producing a kodak bitcoin mining machine and their shares went up 100 percent in a single day that's amazing yeah i mean it's a step up from the uh, polaroid isn't it <laughs> absolutely um and in the light of that we've decided to change the name of deserter haven't we to deserter blockchain bitcoin profit company <laughs> <laughs> and shares on that are available now. In fact, all you have to do is PayPal us via the email address on our website. <laughs> You've gone into some other uh, areas of, uh, what would you say, agriculture? Yes, um, cannabis-related stocks. <laughs> um, the war on drugs is over, Vinny. It's over. Yeah, cannabis no. is now going to be widely medically available in the UK within two years, legalised within ten. Get in now. Oh. You could achieve an all-time high. Come on. I've been getting into it for years. You have. Yeah, great return on investment. Um, You may have heard uh, California legalised it at the end of uh, 2017. Um, And sure enough, marijuana-related stocks around the world jumped. Uh, So I decided to get in around this time. And I discovered, unfortunately, that um, funds can be a bit tricky because a lot of them are US-based... Um, and the way I was trying to buy them, for example, through my pension, wasn't allowed. So I had to go for individual <laughs> stocks. Um, for example, Organigram, which is, you know, a Canadian company which is bona fide and medical-related cannabis. Okay. I mean, they don't just sit around on sofas all day eating Haribo. Right. Um, so I bought that, and sure enough, uh, it has gone up. But I have to say, it is very volatile. Right. It's up 10%. Down 11%. Yeah. It's around... Next thing you know, you've got the munchies. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I do think um, perhaps with all the noise about the cryptocurrencies, cannabis and marijuana-related stocks could be the big opportunity du jour. Nice. I mean, that's good to know. It's nice to be able to invest in something you believe in. Yes, exactly. And you've invested in it very heavily in the past, I know. And uh, <laughs> now you believe in nothing. <laughs> I believe in it. I just can't remember it. <laughs> okay. Um, are we ready to go on to the... How do you do it? How... Oh, yes. How do you do it? How do you do it? Yeah. I mean, I, I... That's a very good point. Um We've spoken about investing in individual companies or via funds, but how do you actually make that happen mm. well you need a broker um every bank will have a broking a brokerage arm so if you're with santander or first direct or whatever ask them about getting in via a broker uh, you will have to pay them a little bit of money um so perhaps smaller amounts to invest aren't always wise perhaps wait until if you if you are saving wait till you've saved a lump sum of say three to five hundred quid and then if you invest via an isa or indeed your pension uh you will be large uh, ices will be anyway will be tax-free and you can wrest control from fund managers who you would have to pay five percent for the privilege of using so um do you have a pension vincent uh not exactly no um but you know i've got some bitcoin mate oh Um, you're sorted i'm I'm all right yes I, i should add actually um uh, that I did see my financial advisor in the pub recently, mm. um, and he was surprisingly chipper because you know I knew the arse had dropped out of Bitcoin. And I, I was like, you know, are you okay, mate? He's like, yeah. absolutely fine. I was like, yeah. what about what about the Bitcoin? You know, I mean, how how much have you got in it? And he's like, nothing. I don't have anything in it. Oh. So yes, it's always good to know that. Well, <laughs> 
uh, if someone's giving you financial advice, what they actually have invested in, if they haven't invested in it, right. it's a good question to ask. Why? Yeah, yeah. maybe you skint from the last investment idea. Yes, you don't want to skint financial advice. No, do you? you don't. It reminds me of your accountant. I mean, uh, he, he did a runner, didn't he? He did do a runner, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Do you I, get all your uh, sort of utility people from the all of pub? Them. Yes. Yeah. Plumbers, yeah. Uh, Gas and electric, yeah. 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 <laughs> it served me very well. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, don't listen to us. No. But if you do listen to us, mm. we hold ourselves irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, time for the news. 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 Pub and beer news. Yes. Um, we had the results of our World Cup of Pubs that ran over December and into January. Yes. And the winner was the Blythe Hill Tavern. Oh, you're going to do it like that? You're not even going to do a build-up? Like oh. four to one, reverse order. You're just oh. going to come out, blurt out the winner, leave me I with number four. I thought everyone knew. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do. Yeah, we've got, we've got the rundown of the... Uh, the top 10, as it were, from the tournament, which was a Twitter poll on deserter.co.uk, haven't we? The top 10 pubs in South London, yeah. it's called. If, if there are any on there that you haven't visited, you must. Which basically was the whole point of it, wasn't it? To point yeah. out amazing pubs that people might not... That, that might be off the beaten track for some people that are worth visiting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Blythe Hill Tavern is one of those, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's on the, I mean, we've spoken about it before, but it's worth re-emphasising what a wonderful boozer it is. They, they, yeah, it's on the South Circuit. It looks sort of innocuous enough, doesn't it? You might yeah, pass it a dozen I had, times. I had passed it many times yeah. until one of our readers actually pointed out ah, uh, yeah. that, that it was wonderful. And, uh, yeah. She was right. Yeah, uh, she was right. And, um, yeah, so Con and Terry and the guys there. In fact, we were in there. Uh, we were in both of the finalists on the day that it won. And it was a great night out wasn't it a wonderful atmosphere yeah it was great to be there when they won uh, seeing how much up. they yeah how much they were up for it and mm. and then and the other finalist the dog and bell had a giant sign as you walked in Did saying they? deserter uh, world cup of pubs <laughs> why don't you take part we need you yeah well, i found you sitting in front of it having a roast dinner yeah i said that sign looks good doesn't it mate you know what sign yeah, yeah i'm afraid so yeah oh, that's unbelievable yeah, no, Yorkshire pudding's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a great roast potatoes, I have to say. Um, yeah, and special honourable mention for beaten semi-finalists, the Ivy House in Nunhead, that was the winner in 2016. Yeah. Still absolutely as brilliant as ever. 21 beers on offer at the, at the pumps and lovely atmosphere. Yeah, uh, they'll always be champions as far as we're concerned. Yeah, and... Um, the other beat the semi-finalist was also in Nunhead, uh, yeah. the beer shop. Yeah, best uh, place to live. Yeah, I'm sorry, surely cements that um, opinion. But uh, the beer shop, uh, Lauren and Lee's Micropub on the Green, another absolutely cracking little boozer, and flying the flag for the new boys in a way, isn't it? The Micropub yes, revolution. Yes, micro yeah. The, the uh, beer revolution. Uh, and they, they went about it all with a, a great spirit. I mean, they were up yeah. against the Blythe in the semis and they said, yeah, we love the Blythe. Yes, know, exactly. Just, Why wouldn't you? Yeah, which is very much how the World Cup of Pubs should be yeah, exactly. played. And uh, it also tells you everything you need to know about the Blythe, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, everyone loves it. Yeah, yeah. No one complained about it winning, that's for sure. No. <laughs> um... Okay, so uh, those are the World Cup of Pubs. That was brilliant. In less good news, um, out of um, South London in Euston is the news at the Brie Louise pub. Have you been to the Brie Louise pub? I haven't been there, no. There's a great great little um, boozer. Been in operation for well over 10 years now. It's an award winner, isn't it? Yeah, it's cracking. Always got some good ales on. Uh, in, when he, in many ways, follows the micropub ethos, you know, sort of right. like no sports, no music, sort of thing, lots uh-huh. of chatter. Uh, and that's closing down. No. Yes, because of HS2. Oh, for fuck's sake. There's some people who want to shave 25 minutes off their journey time from London to Birmingham that is are outrageous. having our pub closed down. I mean, not that you've ever been there. No. But they're all our pubs. 
They're all our pubs. They are, yeah. Great pubs should not be closed down for infrastructure because uh, sooner or later we're going to have nothing but infrastructure. Mm. We've, we've, we've seen venues and pubs closed yeah. down, haven't yeah. we? We're just going to be all railway lines with no boozers. Pubs are infrastructure. Pubs are infrastructure. Thank, Thank you, you Deadly, yes. <laughs> um, and then you wanted to have a mention of the Broken Drum, didn't you? Yes, the Broken Drum is a micropub in uh, Blackfair, and it's just one London pub of the year. Yeah, uh, from one of my favourite societies. Oh, yes. The Society for the Preservation of Beer in the Wood. Mm. Yeah, great name. Uh, uh, yeah, I think they started when beer was in the wood, wasn't it? It was in oh. uh, wooden barrels. Uh, oh, uh, it's not. It's not anymore. No. I mean... Uh, no. I what mean, they're talking about is just the secondary fermentation in cask. Beer, beers that aren't they in don't the like to put it like that, but yeah. It's, yeah, it's not cask, as catchy, is it? Yeah, it's not, no. Anyway, well done to Andy at the Broken Drum. Yeah, it's brilliant. a really great achievement. They've only been open a couple of years. And it's a very simple mm. offering, isn't it? Mm. Uh, the beer's always good. It's, it's about £3 a pint. Mm. Um, and uh, in a place that uh, is not known for awards. Black Fen. Black Fen. Right. Which yeah. is a... Has, a suburb of Sidcup, which is a suburb yeah. of something else. London? London. <laughs> Too many suburbs. <laughs> Cut some suburbs. Yeah. Um, Put the infrastructure there. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was our producer in the background. Talk, talking of the producer, uh, that's deadly sitting in today. We have got a job advertisement on our site for um, would-be producers. No, We're yeah. full of opportunities. <laughs> Deadly says he's taking it down, yeah. I pushed that button. (laughs) Um, Have you ever thought about joining a dynamic team that strives for excellence at every turn? No? Well, this job could be for you. Check it out on our website. Um, We're not not sure if Deadly can make it because of his international duties. Um, but if if, uh, if if you can do send us an email or send send it, send it to Vinny. I can't be bothered with it. Guys. Um, <laughs> and the check. <laughs> um, time for our imminent mystery announcement. Yes, it is a mystery, um, and it has to remain so. But those who <laughs> those who are in receipt this of our the... newsletter, yes, will uh, have. A mystery announcement to read yes. uh, about Deserter. Yes. Uh, that goes out on Thursday around lunchtime. The 25th of January. The 25th of you, January. You may be listening to this after that fact, in which case it's probably already out there. Anyway, what we're trying to say is, if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, sign up for our newsletter. How do they sign up for the newsletter? Go to deserter.co.uk and there's a place right there for you to do so. Yeah, top, top right email. somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. Stick in your email. Mystery announcement with, um, I think it's fair to say, enormous benefits yes. for those in receipt of it. Enormous financial benefits. Uh, no, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. More news. Um, there was I saw an article uh, this week about hops that could possibly be grown on the planet Mars. Oh, is this what David Bowie is on, on about in his famous song, Finally Brothers? brothers. <laughs> Possibly. Students at Villanova University near uh, Philadelphia have been looking at w- which crops might thrive on the red planet. Mm. Uh, because, you know, we may end up there at some point. Right. Um, Accidentally. <laughs> It's like you're waiting for the 51. Any more you know. export spout, stout. <laughs> export spout. That's it. That's your last. Get, take, you take it away from him. Take it away from him. How strong is this raspberry porter? It's it's only 6.6%. 6.6%. Um, but the, the, the next two are a bit stronger. Oh, lordy. we better crack on then. Anyway, yes. So... Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's great news that they may be able to grow hops on Mars because that's one yes. of my fears for the future. Is it, it just hops they can grow? Um, uh, well, no, there are there were some vegetables or something, but I can't yeah. remember what they were. Right. <laughs> <Beer>. <laughs> they can grow beer. <laughs> Apparently, you can't grow a beard on Mars. Mm. Is that right? Mm. Oh, okay. Is that true, or you just made it up? I don't know, I'm just looking. 
Producer's producer going to look it up. Producer's looking it up. It's impossible I mean, to grow a beard. It, oh, is that right? Mm. Okay. All right. looking it up. All right. Um, well, that's going to that's going to kill the hipsters, isn't it? Mm. Um, but yes, can you imagine if, if, if say, to go back to your your David Bowie point, mm. we had five years. Yes. Yeah. Left Stuck on, on my Earth, eyes. Yeah. Um, uh, on a planet that has pubs. Yes. Or you could jump on the spaceship and go to Mars, uh, live your normal lifespan. Yeah. Six years in your case. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> there'd be no beer. I mean, oh. it, have they started to grow hops? Not yet. Not, this I mean, is part I mean, of the thing. No, they haven't. No. In, in this scenario, are there hops no, on Mars? No, there's no beer. No. Okay. It's it's pubs or no pubs. Okay. Five years or your normal lifespan. I'd probably go just for the peace and quiet. View. <laughs> 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 I'm I'm for staying. I'm always looking at the stars and thinking of their utter insignificance. (laughs) Okay, um, next item. Did you see the article about the post-work world is coming? Work is not working. I did, and The Guardian, wasn't it? That's Uh, right. The long read, yes. Uh, T-L-D-F-R. That's right, yes. It was 5,000 words, and a lot of people were saying, well, Angie Clark, wrote in to say, um, I don't know why he posted that, I've got too much work to do to read it, which I <laughs> kind of missed the point, Angie, uh, I think, which I think she realised. Yeah, I mean, they're oft- people often call us at dessert a feckless idiots only interested in having a good time, don't they? And to be fair, there is at an best, awful lot of yes. truth in that. But we, <laughs> but, um, we were, I think it's fair to say, almost quoted as a new, one of the new generation of thinkers insisting that there's an alternative to the permanent state of work. Yes, new generation of drinkers. Yes. Yeah. This was uh, an article by Andy Beckett in The Guardian. Um, 5,000 words long. Uh, try and keep it a bit tighter, Andy, would say. <laughs> uh, a, a few more gags. <laughs> a couple more gags, yeah. That, if there's one key difference between us and the other generation of thinkers, <laughs> we've got a few more gags. Um, he pointed out, for example, that in the UK, two-thirds of people in poverty are in working households. Oh, for fuck's sake, that's I know. ridiculous. They're still trying to get us to work, and to, 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 but now they're not going to give us the money. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. So we're expected to look at the bloody screen all day, selling other underpa- underpaid people things they can't afford, and then feel good about it. My question is, where are the robots feeding us cherries? Exactly. Yeah. That's what we were promised. Yeah. We I want to be stroked by a robot. Oh, no, it didn't say that. Just, oh, it was sorry. just feeding cherries. Yeah, just feeding <laughs> cherries. No, that, that's a different branch. Dif- a different of, yeah, podcast. Telematics. Um, <laughs> different umbrella. We, we say, if you want to work, fine, work. If you don't want to work, we'll see you down the gym. Oh, no, hang on. That's not right, is it? What was it? Pub. That was pub. it. Pub, 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 pub. Um, we will link to this article on our website, but just a warning, it is quite long. Yeah. I'm sure it's quite good, but um, or I, I, I can, but I can only tell you the beginning is quite good. <laughs> it starts very well. Yeah. Um, lastly, in this section, um, Heather says, don't forget the shop. Oh, she would say that, wouldn't she? Yeah. It's our January sale, uh, as it would be, yeah. So uh, I'm actually wearing one of our T-shirts. Oh, so you are. Shirking class hero. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you can get our merch uh, for 20% off if you follow the link on our Facebook or Twitter. And also, uh, up until the end of January, the Dulwich Deserter T-shirt is on sale, um, which is a, a classic Deserter T-shirt in uh, Dulwich Hamlet colours. Uh, but it, it won't be around after the 31st of January. And if you buy it, buy one before then, you'll not only get it, um, the 12th Man Scheme will get 20% of the profits. That's right, yeah. And then probably about a week later, we'll put it back on sale again. <laughs> anyway, uh, so... Um... <laughs> right, so we're, um, we're going to move on to social media now. Uh, we just poured another beer. This one is from Evil Twin Brewing. Mm. Uh, who uh, uh, they are a nomadic brewery. They uh, wander around. They're from, they started in Denmark. Mm. And uh, this is a lemonade, old-fashioned lemonade IPA. It really tastes like lemonade. Oh, my God, doesn't it? It actually 
tastes like lemonade. It smells it like really, yeah. You could, you could be uh, convinced that was lemonade, but it is seven percent. My friend Mars was taking the piss out of me on Saturday for drinking um, Four Pure Citrus IPA, saying it's basically like a decent IPA with Mbongo added to it, <laughs> and it's <laughs> just like make it this thing. It's just like uh, alcohol pops for so-called grown-ups, but this is tastes exactly like cloudy lemonade. It does, yeah. Yeah. But it's going to get you off your head. It's <laughs> 7%. Give us some more of it. Give us yours. <laughs> okay, on to social media Thank then. Thank God. Um, um, there was a lovely anniversary uh, I saw uh, being retweeted this week. Was it by Million Bevs, perhaps? the? Um, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, the one about uh, the man who outsourced his job to China. Mm. He, he had a, a desk job. He's a software programmer or something like that. And um, he um, gave a fifth of his salary to a man or possibly a woman in China uh, to do his job for him Mm. while he just sat and uh, looked at Reddit and Twitter and stuff like that. genius. Uh, He got rumbled in the end. Uh, Five years ago, the story came out. Well, I think he'd actually left the company by the time it was rumbled. But via via a VPN, he was outsourcing all his work. (laughs) I mean, I would promote that man. That's... Yeah, he's a new leader. Yeah, he's our new leader. Yeah. Talking of great leaders. Mm. <laughs> yes, Donald Trump mm. has dissed South London. He, um, that's, that's right, yeah. He's not going to come south of the river. He said um, that uh, the US Embassy, the new US Embassy at Battersea, is an off location, didn't he? Yes, it's an off location. Yeah. Um, John Elledge, uh, I don't know if you know who he writes for the news. Oh, I do, yeah. I follow yeah. him on Twitter, yeah. yeah. He said, say what you like about Donald Trump, but he's dead right about South London. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> His next tweet was, logs off. Yes. <laughs> um, Daniel George responded to him saying, you've clearly never set foot in a Morley's. Very good point. Yeah. Maybe he goes to Morley's. Yeah. Emma Burnell said that uh, there's a Morley's in Waltham Forest. Can you believe that? That's right. There's just South London. Yeah, no, I think it's like 95% South London, but there are a couple of outside South London. Yeah. Spreading the word, invading. Moving from Trump to Boris, um, Mm. he announced his idea for a channel bridge last week. Did you see that? Well, he's uh, had such great successes with bridges, hasn't he? Yes, he has, yes. And lots of other things he's got behind. He spent £46 million on on one... uh, on the garden bridge. Didn't, didn't see a brick, yeah. Didn't see a Thank brick. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, I don't know if you saw, but the South London Autonomy Group, SLAG, um, oh. got involved with this um, because perhaps counterintuitively they were, they were all for it. Really? That's um, their only stipulation was that the Channel Bridge should start at the Croydon flyover. Ah, <laughs> uh, clever. Very yeah, clever. I like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, if we can get from... Croydon to France. Yeah, well, yeah. well, we well, can cycle. We can cycle we, now, yeah. um, which is where, where, when uh, Ned Bolting got involved. Because, um, oh, yeah. as you know, he's the Environment Minister for uh, Slag, isn't he? He is, yes. Uh, if he's still in uh, in his position. Um, yeah, he was all for it too, but only if there could be a sort of five-mile slalom section in the middle of the bridge where you could actually choose which side of the road you drive on. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's quite brilliant. Nice, it's nice gonna... one, Ned. Yeah, a lot of people around this time of the year get the blues, don't they, Vinny? They do. If you could extend prize for a moment. I've got to find something on my phone that I'm about to play. Yeah, one of, <laughs> Ooh! One of whom was our friend... Pompey Dunk. He did a very interesting um, note to self, didn't he? A little yes, bit of sort uh, of. A... It, it was interesting. I know that there's been lots of work where people and lots of films where people uh, uh, speculate on what they might say to uh, their younger selves. Mm. And uh, Dunk has um, ha- has speculated what he might say to his older self. I.e., what would he say to himself <laughs> in the morning? <laughs> After he's been out on a Sunday night. Exactly. I'll I'll see if I can play it. Uh, Good morning, me. Uh, You're probably feeling a bit rubbish now, but just like to say that this was quite a good night and it was worth it. And are you feeling rubbish? And you're going, and you're probably feeling quite guilty right now because that's. I know how you feel because I'm me and I'm you. Um, But tomorrow, it's just work. It doesn't matter. It's just, just. Great get wisdom. through it. You know? You do that to enjoy your weekends. Don't feel like you have to stay in on Sundays. Don't do that. 
I like that he likes himself too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's upbeat. It's a pep talk to you on a Monday morning. I can see that happening a, a lot. Um, on another note, um, well, there was another pep talk. There was, there yeah. was, was it was Zoe Gardner's pep talk, wasn't yeah. there? Uh, yeah, which we enjoyed. Uh, she wrote on Twitter, "Am I perfect? No, but do I try my best and keep a positive attitude? Also, no." <laughs> so, <laughs> Very simple, beautiful note to self. Brilliant. That's Zoe uh, Jardinier. Mm. Yes, if you want to follow her. Um, And then uh, finally, hopefully, I noticed um, Carl Gauss was mentioned on Twitter um, and his achievements. Um, Carl Gauss, as I'm sure you know, is a mathematician. Okay. My favourite method. Yeah, perhaps. yeah, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> fur mat. I, th- I thought you. I thought you prefer mat. I preferred mat. <laughs> Carl Gauss. Uh, he discovered an important trigonomic identity, uh, uh, which is uh, sort of a complex equation, while constructing the heptadecagon, a seventeen-sided polygon, when he was aged just twenty-one. Jesus. Amazing. What a massive nerd, responded Jim Benstead on Twitter. <laughs> on my 21st birthday, I did so much cheap speed, I pissed myself. <laughs> Carl will never reach those heights, I'm afraid. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, pep talks, feeling a bit down. I mean, if you are feeling a bit gloomy in January, why not have a pint? Yeah, exactly. I mean... I know some people think of it as like a short-term boost, but um, you, you don't have to just have one. You could have another one. You could have another one. Or a lovely plate of egg and chips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, as we've discussed previously, double egg and chips. I like your style. Um, yeah, the possibilities are limited only by your imagination. Which is a shame. Yes. Well, we have, that's all we have time for today, I think. We're going for a late lunch. Uh, what do you fancy today, Vinny? Mm. Treble egg and chips? That is genius. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Then back to the pub. Limits where we of belong. the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Deadly, might we be able to interest, interest you in a long boozy lunch? Or have I've you got, got something? You got whiff You've got whiff Oh, yeah, actually, that reminds me, you've been, um, you've been mentioned in, these, uh, in a podcast gone by, haven't you? Because do you remember it was Deadly who described the trajectory of the top-spun ping-pong ball as the most beautiful thing in sport. I know. He's obviously not seen Heather Watson, has he? (laughs) Or Wilfred Songer, you said. You liked him. (laughs) Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Thanks for us for hosting. Uh Uh-huh. And maybe next time we'll be back in a pub. I think so. There's lemonade killing me. It's a nice, actually. I'm really, I'm really getting into it. Yeah, I'm addicted I like to lemonade. I, I, I like lemonade, especially yeah. ones with lemonade. Yeah. 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 What are you looking at, mate? Oh, Bitcoin's